The Captain's Run with Sam Edmund. Welcome back to the show. Julian Destook with you. It's been a fantastic World Cup so far. Obviously, the Socceroos journey. We're down to the quarterfinals now. We've got five previous winners in the quarterfinals and three countries that have never tasted success. The ultimate success in World Cups before. Been great coverage too on SBS. Uh, Mark Bosnich, a big part of the team, uh, and he joins us this morning. Hello, Bozza. Hi, Jules. How are you, mate? Very well. This is uh, four magnificent matchups. Uh, on paper, let's start with the first one. Croatia finalist last time against uh, the team, I guess, many are tipping to go all the way, Brazil. Yep. How much of a chance do you give the Croatians causing a big upset here? I, I give them a decent chance. Um, it, it, you know, the, the Croatian team are always the best when they're back there against the war, i.e. when they're underdogs. Uh, and this is Brazil's first, I would say, real test uh, of the tournament. And that's not being disrespectful to the teams that they played before, but Croatia are one of the best teams in the world. So I, I give them a decent chance. Yeah, we all know that Brazil are favourites and so forth, and they, they played wonderfully well in that first half against South Korea. Um, and Croatia had the game against Japan when it went to extra time and then penalties. But in, in these type of situations, a one-off, um, you know, anything can happen. And, uh, and like I said before, you know, Croatia are the most dangerous when they are underdogs. So I give them a decent chance in this game. So good going forward, Brazil. But are they a little bit vulnerable is probably an exaggeration, but are they a little bit gettable at the back? Oh, look, they've got tremendous defenders and an exceptional goalkeeper in Allison as well. And they actually showed, he showed that specifically, even against South Korea when they were so convincing, he pulled off two or three really good saves. I think the part where you know, the Croatian heartbeat is their midfield. And, and Brazil's midfield of Casimiro, Paqueta and Neymar are exceptional. But in terms of from a defensive perspective, you're not going to get a lot out of Neymar. But the heartbeat of Croatia is their midfield with Modric, Kovacic and Brozovic. And, uh, and if they get going in that midfield, they're difficult for any team in the world to beat. So that will be the area which they'll try to sort of come out on top. And when you come out on top of midfield, um, you've got to, you know, you, you can... You can control the game. Um, games are decided in both boxes, not in the midfield, but it does, you know, it does give you a massive advantage. So I think that's the area where Croatia can 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 dominate. Um, uh, you know, and but look, tactics aside, uh, you can't you know uh, legislate for individual brilliance. And there's a lot of players in the Brazilian side who who can produce, you know, a moment of brilliance that can change the whole you know the whole sort of feeling of the game. It's going to be a great one, that one. So 2 a.m. Uh, tomorrow morning for that one. Then it's the Netherlands v. Argentina. Of course, Argentina knocked the Socceroos out. But overall, you know, Messi's having a pretty good World Cup. But overall, have you been impressed with Argentina? Have, have they been a, a bit off their best? How have you rated their World uh, Cup so far? Yeah, it, look, I was a little bit uh, shocked. Obviously, they lost that first game uh, against Saudi Arabia. But that was more because, I think, of how well Saudi Arabia sort of played the game that they wanted to play against them than... Argentina were, I think, at halftime up up 1-0. They had two or three goals disallowed. I think they took it a bit easy second half. They underestimated Saudi Arabia and they come back. And then since then, they've made slow progression. Um, and maybe not as impressive as, say, Brazil or even Portugal in the last game. But when you go to win a tournament, seven games at the you know, seven, three group games, and then you're round the 16 quarterfinal, semi and final, you like to build up slowly but surely. And they have got, um, you know, one of the greatest players of all time. Now, a lot of people, I even saw some of my teammates in England saying, oh, I thought the rest of the players are average. I don't actually think it's that. I think it's more the fact that they've decided, as I've been told by their goalkeeper, uh, Emmy Martin, as I met him in July here, 
they sat down and decided that, look, they're going to do everything they possibly can to create time and space for Messi to do his damage. And I think that's basically what it's come down to. And, and he has done his damage when he needed to. He'd done it against Australia, done it against Mexico, and he'd done it against Poland. Uh, and the big thing for the Dutch side is, is going to be stopping them. And then the manager and Louis van Gaal, they've got a very, very successful, very experienced manager. He hasn't lost a game in regular time in, in his whole World Cup career. I think it's 11 games it is. The only game he's lost is against Argentina, ironically, in 2014 on penalties. This could be a surprise. Mm. I've tipped Argentina at the start of the tournament to win it. But if there's going to be a surprise in this round, I think it might come from uh, Holland um, or Netherlands beating Argentina. Yeah, it's a pretty good Dutch side, this one. So then we go to the following morning, 2am. All the focus on this game. There's a lot of focus on this man. Good, bad or indifferent. Cristiano Ronaldo. What are you doing, Bozza, if you're the manager? And have you been... Do you, do you have much sympathy for, for Cristiano with what's happened in the World Cup or do you think he's been pretty oh, petulant? No, no, no. I, I, I've got sympathy for him the way it's been reported. Um, he is what he is. Uh, and coming back to what I said about he's one of the greatest players of all time. He's coming to the stage of his career where things haven't gone particularly well and that always gets exacerbated the bigger the player that you are. Uh, he missed pre-season. He's had a turbulent time at Manchester United, as we know. Uh, and, you know, w- when you're playing in a, in a tournament situation, it, it's, it's, very, it's, like it's a very quick period. Things can go very right and things can go very wrong for any player. That's why a lot of club managers around the world are always very reluctant to go, you know, all out and spend big money on a player just based on the tournament type of thing. So, um, you know, he's come out and said, I believe in what he said. He's come out and said that he's with the team. He's, you know, the, the manager's vastly experienced. They've won a major tournament before in Euro 2016. Uh, and from a Portugal perspective, I, I thought that was the best performance of the whole World Cup, what I saw against Switzerland. The Switzerland are a very organised side. For Portugal to do what they did to them in that knockout game, I thought was exceptional. So going forward, um, you know, they're in a great position. They're coming up against a Morocco team who you know, are going to be looking to become the first African team ever to get into the semifinals. And as we've seen, are very hard to beat. And they're not only playing against the 11 men that Morocco have out in the park, but they've got a 12th men in the crowd. There's apparently there's about 40,000 Moroccans there, and they make it for a massive atmosphere. But Portugal have got other good players as well. I know we all concentrate on Cristiano Ronaldo, but Bernardo Silva, mm. Ruben Diaz, um, you know, Bruno Fernandes, uh, the list goes on. Um, so I can't see anything else but a Portugal win here. In terms of Ronaldo, he's still going to play a very important part. And you never know. In, in a week's time, we might be talking about how he's won the World Cup, uh, and all this will be forgotten. But he's the captain of the country. I mean, and it's tournament play, short ma- uh, short gaps between matches. You got to you got to manage your squad. He's thirty six years of age. Why did why has he got such a big issue with being substituted in a game that that was irrelevant for Portugal, the the game before the last? Uh, yeah, I, I, look, players are never happy when they're being substituted. And right now, at this moment in time, like I said, I think he's, he's sort of easy to to pick on. That's that's just my opinion. You know, you saw before the national anthem when he was on the bench, there was more cameras facing him than it was facing the two teams uh, that were doing the national anthem. Like I said, I just think that people are exacerbating things a little bit more than they actually are. He's a ferocious competitor. And like I said, no player in the world are happy when they're taken off. And if I was a manager, I'd actually be more concerned if a player was really blasé about being taken off rather than being upset. Speaking to Mark Bosnich, SBS football expert. We're getting ready for the quarterfinals. The final one is maybe the most mouthwatering on paper. This is a good English side under Gareth Southgate. A lot of people almost wrote uh, France off before the tournament, uh, Bozza, but they haven't done a lot 
wrong. You know, we, we know the drought for England's been so long. Is, is this the sort of team that can that can beat France in a quarterfinal? Oh, they definitely can. There's no doubt about that. And uh, look, Gareth was my teammate for like yeah. five years at Aston Villa, so I got a real soft spot. Um, um, for but obviously for him. And especially for England, where I spent 20 years of my life there as well. And they can win this game and they can win the tournament. They were very close four years ago when they got to the semifinals against Croatia. They were even closer last year in the Euros. And uh, one thing that's really impressed me is out of all their goals they've scored, they come from everywhere. There hasn't just been one person that's been focused on. Um, he's got an abundance of riches. Um, this is a massive game. But I truly believe that whoever wins this game will go very, very close uh, to actually winning the whole thing. Um, because, you know, France being reigning champions, um, we, we, we saw them in the group against the Socceroos. And right this moment in time, they've got arguably, along with Erling Haaland, who's not at the World Cup, they've got the best player in the world in Kylian Mbappe, um, who's going to be very, very difficult to stop. But, like I said, England have got their own weapons uh, going forward. And, uh, and the role that Harry Kane played as well has been exceptional. He hasn't been scoring uh, as free scoring as we've seen in, in past tournaments or for, for Tottenham. Um, but his assists and his general play has been exceptional and has a wonderful spirit going throughout that whole England squad. So I'm going to go for England in this game. And like I said, uh, they're going to go very close then to winning it. Yeah, that's going to be an absolute crack. Now, Bolzer, before I let you go, there's been a lot said about, you know, the, the mistake that Matt Ryan played. And there's no doubt goalkeepers are the bravest people on the pitch uh, when it mm-hmm. comes to football. But we all know you only have to breathe on a goalkeeper and they'll get the free kick. <laughs> why, why didn't he just go down, Bozza? Why didn't he just go down? No, if you go down, then you're not being touched. He would have got the free kick. No, you'd get pillared even more than if you you do what he did. So um, it's it's, as simple as that. He wouldn't have got the free kick if there was, especially with VAR and everything, because they would have come back and had a look at it, whether or not it was a foul or not. (laughs) Uh, Just finally, before I let you go, uh, Graham Arnold, yes or no? Should Should he continue on, or do you think it's the right time for a change? No, I, I look, and a lot of times in, in sport in general and in football, um, you don't get what you deserve, um, but you should get what you earned. He's earned the right to stay on. Magnificent. Bozza, now off to bed, please. You've got a couple of big mornings uh, coming up. We need you fresh and firing with the boys on SBSR. Thanks so much for t- taking our call this morning. Take care, mate. Bye.